welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for joining me for a new video today. I'm joined by Patrick Halpin, and we are here to talk print on demand. Thanks for being here, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, so I'm excited to hear your, you know, your story. Uh, we were talking a little bit off camera that you were experiencing a lot of success on uh, a platform that we're all familiar with, but I don't think many people would be uh, guessing that you're as successful as you are, or that it's your most successful platform. So, do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, which platform I am alluding to? Okay. Well, for the longest time, my number one platform was Redbubble. However, the past two months, it's actually been overtaken by T Public. So for those who don't know, TeePublic and Redbubble are owned by the same uh, company. Redbubble actually bought TeePublic. And you wouldn't guess that you could earn as much on TeePublic as you could on Redbubble because on Redbubble, you can set your own margins, um, kind of choose how much you want to make with each sale and, and change the price. Whereas TeePublic, it's just set. So if you sell a sticker on TeePublic, you know, you're kind of stuck at 25 cents or 50 cents or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the reason why I've been so successful on there is there's just much less competition. Um, you know, you go on Redbubble and you search whatever keyword and you just get, you know, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of, of results. Mm -hmm. Whereas T public, you know, you search, you know, on the marketplace and not much pops up. So it's just, you know, a sheer volume of, of sales being made has, caused me to earn more on TU Public than Redbubble. Yeah, I wish there was like a way of us actually being able to kind of quantify in a way that I feel like is reliable, like almost uh, <laughs> how many sales take place in a niche relative to the number of results like of products in that niche, you know, indexed on that niche. Like I, I definitely see what you're saying there. T Public's probably got a lot less options for buyers to choose from than, you know, Redbubble where it's just like the floodgates are constantly open and all yeah. bets are off. I mean, with that said, um, you know, T Public is my number one, but Redbubble is still doing really good. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I said, there's lots of results in Redbubble. However, I've noticed that if you have just a just a certain standard of quality for your designs, um, it's not difficult to kind of jump up in the uh, the results. You know, if I see a a keyword that has you know a few thousand results, like I'll be like, you know what, I could get it on the you know get on the first page, just because. You know, Redbubble's barrier to entry is so low and there's a lot of low quality work right. on Redbubble. So I think mm -hmm. if you put in a little bit of effort, you know, you can make it work even with the competition there. Yeah, you said you had a graphic design background. So do you want to just like give us any quick tips? Like what does your process look like? Are you like what I guess what app do you design in and how much time do you spend on designs? What's your like go to strategy as far as, um, you know, cranking out a basic like what you consider to be your average design, if you don't mind sharing? Yeah, so I actually have two types of designs that I do. There's the the scaled designs, um, which is what goes up on Redbubble and TeePublic. And then I have more artistic, hand-drawn designs. And then those I put on not just those two platforms, but Merch by Amazon as well and Etsy. And I've started to upload them to um, Threadless and Spreadshirt as well. Just trying to experiment with those, but... Um, the primary app I use for those drawings is Procreate on the iPad. Okay. I'll do, I just have like a basic template uh, or a couple of them. And then I'll, you know, do the illustration, 
by hand, right? Yeah. That's cool, um, man. Can I ask, really, like, is that optimized to like help you make designs that look good on like a print on demand shirt or something? Like, is that kind of translate? Well, I've never, I've yeah. never used it. I keep them pretty simple. Um, so yeah, just, uh, there's a lot of brushes that come with procreate there. It's just like a basic ink brush. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you can export it from there with like, you know, the transparent background and stuff. Um, as far as typography goes, I use GoDaddy Studio. It's a okay. mobile app. It's on iPhone and iPad, and it's probably on... That used um, to be the Over app. Yeah, it used to be called Over. Um, yeah. And the reason why I use that one is they have a lot of good fonts that are free. And they also let you export without any kind of like watermark or anything with a transparent background. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you are a little bit limited when it comes to fonts uh, on there, but it's just so easy to use. And, you know, you could do it on, you can literally make designs on your phone, wherever uh, yeah. export them. You can choose the custom dimension as well. So if you wanted to do, I stick to the um, 4,500 by 5,400 pixels. Um, mm -hmm. and yeah. You can just export it from there and, you know, have yourself a design really quickly. You can also, you know, come up with a, a design and then just, edit the text on, you know, one part of the text and do a scale design as well. Right. Yeah. I um, like that approach. As far as scale designs, however, for me personally, I used Adobe Illustrator. Okay. And, uh, that was just what I was trained in, um, in graphic design. Mm. But what's really cool about it is you can do, um, you can scale out designs with spreadsheets using, mm. uh, Illustrator actions, what they call it. So basically mm. it'll automatically swap out text and export um, in batches. So I can, you know, come up with a hundred variations, um, just fill out a quick spreadsheet, um, link the variables and then hit play. And it just automatically exports. Um, and what's nice is then I use that alongside, uh, the new, my designs platform. Right. So I have all my, um, templates for descriptions and tags and everything. And then inside of Adobe illustrator, I rename every, um, design to change the exported file name and then from there right. my designs automatically grabs the file name and fills in the listings so it's like super time saving like it's it's really amazing so I have no, to, i'm have laughing because i know exactly what you're talking about it's like it's probably like the gap between the average viewer right now and what you're talking about is pretty wide like if i had to guess but i do love that you're doing that man because i know exactly what you're talking about and that's are you selling any um any graphics on etsy for instance because i know you can make like for you know like uh with my designs you can push like and, and sell one graphic for a dollar two bucks what i've had the most success with success with i haven't really done a video talking about it recently but like sometimes i'll just bundle them you know and i'll throw a bundle up of like 100 200 and people think they're getting a better value and i can charge higher prices like have you experimented with um digital files at all i have sold digital files on etsy uh, but they were listings I put up like over a year ago. I haven't really messed with like the My Designs um, publishing digital products. You know, I I really should like. There's there's so many things I could do. Right. I've just been That's focusing on the POD, the just the standard um, POD, and that's that's what's been really working for me. So maybe I'll get into it eventually, but I haven't really messed around too much with it. Yeah. How are you? Um, I wanted to ask, like, how are you pushing your designs? Are you doing manual uploads? Are you using any apps for upload automation? Yeah, so from my designs for the scale designs, I just use Merch Titans automation, which automatically pulls the uh, the design batches from there. And um, I use so I use Merch Titans for Redbubble and T Public, mm -hmm. and I've been consistently trying to hit that upload limit every day um, with those two. However, for 
merch by Amazon and Etsy and the other platforms. I've just been doing manual. Um, and that's where I'm uploading my, you know, my hand-drawn stuff. So there's not as many designs to be uploading. It'll maybe right. be like two or three a day max. Um, so it's not too too difficult to do that by hand. So what's here? Are you in, in uh, merch by Amazon? And are you going to potentially switch to upload automation there? I know for anybody watching, by the way, I think in the rules, it still says you're not supposed to do it. But, you know, there are some of us that have been publicly doing it for a long time and are still okay. So knock on wood, I guess. <laughs> so for, for a while, I was stuck in tier 1000. And I actually did use upload automation to fill those slots. But those filled up like real quick, you know, doing I was I'm my girlfriend, dude. She regrets using upload automation because now she's like, damn it, now I have to delete these product slots to like free up new ones. And it's like a pain in the ass to, to free up one slot now because you have to delete all the variants. Oh, man, it was it was so frustrating because not only did I use automation and fill up all the slots, I had left on the uh, automatic pushing to the different marketplaces. Yeah. Some of us are trying to find designs, but you can't you couldn't search through them because, you know, it translates to Japanese. So you search a keyword and it doesn't pop up. <laughs> So Dude, I was that's why I was yeah, scrolling through so funny. just a date added and just trying to find the groups. And it was, it was such a nightmare, but I finally got tiered up um, like a week or two ago to tier 2000. So I've got some more slots now um, pushing all my um, unique hand-drawn designs as well as some of the popular um, scale designs. So if I upload like a batch of, of scale designs to like T public, I'll look at what, which ones sell. And then I'll kind of handpick those and put those on Merch by Amazon just to mm -hmm. fill in some of the slots. But, um, you know, I have to wait for the sales anyway. So I'm not too, I'm not rushing to fill up all the slots, but yeah. just steadily filling, you know, a couple dozen every day. So what is, what does the future look like for you with print on demand? Like you told me that you're growing at a pretty crazy rate. So I want to know like where you see yourself in a year. Man, in a year... Uh, a year's a long time, especially in 2022. Yeah. What about like six months or something? <laughs> so, I mean, within a year or possibly six months, um, it could even be sooner. Print on demand is going to be my main source of income. Um, and I'd say I could be adding every every few months, I could probably add maybe $1,000 to my total earnings per month, which is kind of the rate I've been growing now, which is crazy. Um, I started really pushing hard on print on demand back in October, I was trying to hit the 60 designs a day on Redbubble, 50 per day on TeePublic. Good timing for Q4. Just, <laughs> yeah, since then I've just been cranking out, um, cranking out designs. Q4 was, was pretty good, but what's crazy is uh, with the amount of work I've been doing lately, just grinding out, um, March overtook December for a uh, like, all time record of, of sales for me. And it's, new record every month since since then dude i love hearing that man um all right i have two questions i guess but the first one is uh are you like as far as without giving up your niches like are you mainly targeting trends like are you constantly glued to your phone looking for the next breaking you know news piece to make you know t-shirts on or are you doing more like evergreens so for me my strategy has been ignore everything and just do evergreens. Um, I don't even do like the recurring holiday uh, trends, you know, Christmas, St. Patrick's Day, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I just stick to evergreens and not I'm not even bouncing around to different this evergreen, that evergreen. Really, it's my personal interests um, 
and just taking that and, and because, you know, I, I have an insider knowledge of, of a hobby I have, you know, for that's example, smart, or, man. I mean, that's smart. Something I'm interested in, you know, when you, when you have that knowledge, that deep knowledge of the niche you're working with, you know, you can scale it out, you know, exactly what keywords people are looking for, you know, what people find funny. Um, and so for my advice for anyone, you know, looking for niches is like, look at what you're interested in and look at, you know, your friends and family and what they're interested in. And a lot of times, some of the more obscure things that no one would ever think of will be your best selling, if that makes sense. You know, cause you know, the, the trends are great. I haven't really, I can't say whether they work or they don't because I haven't really ever tried messing with trends, but I will say, if you can find a niche that nobody's talking about, that's going to be your best bet to for success. Because, you know, if you watch a video or something on YouTube and they're like, Hey, this is the best niche to get into, you know, everybody's rushing into it. Right. right. Versus, you know, you have a family member who's got this random hobby that none of the other POD sellers have even heard of, you know, then you can just take over. So. Yeah. I mean, for perspective, there's probably like what, 350 to like 400 million people in the United States total. I mean, I don't know about like, you know, official, but you know, unofficial, probably like 400 mil. That's a lot of people. Like there's, even if you had like just a fraction of 1% of people doing some, some niche hobby, you can generate probably quite a bit of sales. And if you bring expertise and knowledge to that area, uh, you're definitely going to know kind of how to not only like what you, what keywords to target, but also how to design it, you know? Yeah, so I've definitely, I definitely I agree wholeheartedly, man. That's great insights. Uh, I did it for like fantasy football shirts. That's my thing. Yeah, um, yeah I, I know nothing about fantasy football, and even if I tried, I probably couldn't sell a, a shirt. Yeah, dude, I made a shirt for myself, and then I was like, like I just I made like this super like ignorant shirt because it was just like I won, I'm the best, you suck, and it was hilarious how I made it. And then I was like, yo, I should sell this shirt. So then I just uploaded to a bunch of platforms, but made like the year. Like I switched the year in and out. So it's like fantasy football champion, you know, year X, year Y, year Z. And so I kind of scaled it out too. And uh, this was back in the day when I was like just hitting the learning curve, but that was successful. It was the first shirt of mine I ever found that was, that I, that I found was like being stolen on other websites. And I was like, damn, that's like kind of a badge of honor. You know, they liked yeah. enough to steal it. <laughs> yeah. I think that, you know, recently a lot of online communities have been, have been growing, you know, the internet's growing, social media is growing. And I was talking to a coworker recently who was like, she had some, some hobby she was getting into. And she's like, Whoa, this, I didn't realize how much of a thing this was. And, um, and I think that a lot of basically anything is, you know, there's a whole community for it now and you yeah. can just dive deep into pick something, dive deep into it, um, become an expert in it. And then you can just sell, you know, make a lot of sales yeah. with that. Are you doing any guerrilla marketing? Like I was just thinking along the lines of what you're describing and like, you know, you can make a Facebook group and it's kind of tough to get Facebook groups off the ground, but eventually they can take a life of their own. And um, yeah, like they can. And then next thing you know, you you can get kind of like Facebook to organically promote your group to similar groups because they just want to keep people engaged on the platform. So if it's like working and people are joining and, and engaging, they'll build your audience for you. And then if you're the you know admin of the group, you can start marketing your shirts. So do you, do you do any yeah. guerrilla marketing like that? Um, I've heard it work for some people, but for me, uh, my time, I think is just better spent uploading a new design, creating a new design, trying out, um, you know, making a new scale design, batching that out. Um, right. So, right, you know, right now, you know, I'm also working another job. So for me, my time is best spent just hitting upload limits. Um, and that's working for me lately. So, 
Um, have done a little bit of Instagram marketing for my Etsy shop, but other than that, I just let T Public, Amazon, Redbubble do all the marketing for me. Nice. Yeah. I mean, honestly, generally speaking, that's that's my lean. Uh, I don't I don't ever like to tell people not to do something, you know, because I mean, for sure, I know I can be proven wrong when I say, hey, you're probably better off, you know, given that time is money. Most people have time constraints. Well, we all have time constraints, even if we don't think we do. Right. Uh, you're probably better off, like putting new products up that can occupy that more. I would say more online real estate. You know what I mean? Get indexed by Google. If you're on Amazon, Etsy, T Public, Redbubble that get organic traffic, you're getting indexed there. You know, that's that's generally my lean too. Um, I was going to say, though, like I wanted to ask you, do you have any any like kind of out there insights that you would, you know, you don't have to share the, the heart of your success with us, obviously, but like any good insights that you would be willing to share for people that um, wanted to like replicate your success. Maybe you could scope it to like T public, but you don't have to, if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, for me, the hardest thing as far as, as print on demand goes, it was just sitting down and like devoting the hours to do the work. Um, once I kind of figured that out and started putting in the time, you know, you'll anything else you can kind of figure out, you know, um, you experiment, but just, I think the biggest thing for success for me was putting in the time, staying consistent. Um, if I had to give you like a specific thing, uh, hit that red bubble limit every day or hit the T public limit every day, um, challenge yourself to, to get to that point. And, you know, when I first started, of course, like 60 designs, like that was at one point I was, um, took me, uh, years to get to like 50 designs of Redbubble because I just didn't know the platform, didn't know that it worked. Um, you know, didn't, didn't realize the potential of it. And then eventually I got to the point where I was uploading that like every day. Right. Um, so it, it takes time. I think setting smaller goals is probably the best way to start. So you know, challenge yourself. I remember the first challenge I gave myself was like a hundred designs in a month, which I think is a good starting point, which is about mm -hmm. three or four designs per day, which I think is doable. You know, you pick one platform, do those three or four designs, do it for a whole month. And then the next month, you know, maybe try 150, 200 designs and then just kind of keep challenging yourself. And again, eventually you could get to the point where you figured out your system, you figured out your workflow. Um, and then it's just like a habit, you know, for me, first thing I do in the morning is, you know, get ready, get up and go to Starbucks, open up my laptop and just get to work on print on demand and just making it like a daily day. Part of the daily routine is all right, you know, get my coffee, sit down, 60 designs to Redbubble, 50 to T public, get working on some new designs while those are uploading. Um, so really, yeah, just being consistent, putting in the time. Yeah, man, that's, it's insightful. I know it's kind of like the obvious side of things, but it's also the side that I think it's weird. You know what I mean? But like us as humans, we do have to like learn to love it. That's how I have these like little mantras that go on in my head, you know, and like learn to love it is kind of something I had to do to like really kind of switch from, you know, I used to like enjoy life more kind of like not take things too seriously. And then it's kind of like, all right, time to grow up, time to like make a little bit of money time to, you know, play less computer games and, you know, learn to make money online and then actually like follow through. And um, yeah, man, I don't go to Starbucks. I just sit here in this, you know, I have my fake background, but you know, I just sit here in this room. I have like a TV here, side monitors. I listen to like podcasts and, you know, watch yeah. shows. And if I'm like grinding through some kind of like repetitive process, like lately with my new Etsy shop, just been like, I I've automated so much and I'm still kind of ironing out like what is going to be 
the like the process you know but um you know uploading like the the listing images is still for me manual you know so i sit here and just kind of grind through it and put on you know put on something that i like to watch and uh it's kind of relaxing though you know yeah it's it's such a grind you know um especially at first it was like such a chore to sit there and fill in the listings and upload and all this but it's gotten to the point now for me where I'm, i'm kind of like addicted to it like it's it doesn't feel like I've spent my day well if I haven't done that, you know, sat down and uploaded. And I think for me going to Starbucks, like the fact that there's other people there looking at me work kind of keeps me focused. Like I know I'm being watched, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they're probably like, what the heck is he doing? <laughs> he yeah, got like yeah. scripts I, uploading I, for I, you. Yeah. I'm less likely to like pull my phone out and like scroll social media or get distracted, if, you know, if people are watching me. So I don't know. Nah, man, I can relate for sure. That's why I like I like to work on the weekends too, for that reason. I just feel like there's no distractions. Like, I don't know what it is, but there's like no email, like less emails, less texts. Like I can just kind of, I feel like it's almost like cheating, you know, cause I can just put my mind on one thing and just, you know, get it done. Yeah. But. I, I basically worked every day this year so far, uh, maybe had like three days where I didn't either work at my day job or work on POD or both. Um, but yeah, like day, days off that I had from my other job, like it was, for me, it's been lately, it's been exciting to just sit down and like, okay, I can sit down for like six hours and just do POD. And it is, it's relaxing. It's, it's, you know, you can learn to enjoy it. For sure, man. And welcome to the dark side. (laughs) I think this happens to probably a lot of the people that achieve success in this, uh, in this space. I can't say that it's everybody, but I know it's a lot of people, you know, but um, that's always good. Get to do something that, you know, excites you and, uh, And we know too, that you can always get to that point too, where you can almost like make it turnkey, like automated and still Mm -hmm. with my designs too, man. I mean, who knows what that's going to look like in a, in a year, but they're doing crazy stuff. Yeah. I know you're active on the boards. I saw you. So that's, um, that's going to be exciting, man. But, and I love hearing about your journey and that you're not just like growing your business, but you're growing it in a way that's, you know, kind of like the passive scalable. Like, you know, if you were making whatever, like, let's just say 200 bucks, this, I know you're making more, but like 200 bucks last month, you know, this month it's 300 next month. You can project safely 400 and you're, you know, enjoying it while you, while you do it, man. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's crazy that within a couple of months, my side hustle will no longer be a side hustle and be a main source of income. And my day job will be a side hustle. Yeah. What are they think? What are they thinking when you tell them about, do you tell them about like what you're working on on the side or yeah, I actually, I don't know how they found it. I'm, I don't remember if I told them or not, but they've been aware of it since I, since I started working there, but yeah, they were really excited for me. So. Really? Like, yo, I used to work on my stuff while I was at work. People would like call me out, but I just, I didn't care. I was like, oh, well, you know, one day I'll be out of here. We uh, <laughs> don't have any time to do POD at work. So. No, you, you, know, you could do it on your, your phone. Like you said, with the over app, with the GoDaddy, uh, what is it called now? GoDaddy studio, I think. I'm going to link to that in the description because I know that's going to generate yeah, some interest. I had a, yeah. It's a, a an app that not a lot of people talk about. You know, everyone talks about Canva. Oh my God, Canva. I've never really used Canva that much, but, you know, I just really love the way uh, GoDaddy Studio works. And it's once you get the hang of it, like you can crank out so many designs pretty easily from your phone, iPad, tablet, whatever. Yeah, man. I'm going to put a link to my video, if I remember, uh, right here in the YouTube cards uh, to the interview I did in like 2019, probably. Oh, somebody generated like 300K in, in Amazon merch sales using that app, basically exclusively doing a lot of it from mobile. So if, if he can do it, I know that we can do it. So um, Patrick, man, uh, thanks again for being here. Everybody, make sure you check him out on Twitter where you'll be, you know, you were talking about getting a YouTube channel going. So 
any awesome. updates, you've got your print on demand ebook. Everybody go check that out. Um, man, thanks for being here. Anything else before you leave? No, just thanks for having me. Uh, I've been a subscriber for a long time, so it's fun to be on here now. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. We'll do it again sometime in the future. Thanks.